Hi, hi, everyone. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. My guest today is Emily Cross. She is the creator of Steady Waves EOL. We will talk more about that once we get into the episode. This is her living funeral company and workshops. Emily is also a musician. She is traveling and touring the country beginning in September. Most likely she'll be in a town near you. And if this, if you feel inspired by this message, the podcast, and the potentiality of what this could bring into your life, I'm going to invite you to check out Emily and perhaps even participate in one of her living funerals. I certainly will in the city close to my house where she will be, and I'm looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to participating in her workshop living funeral for probably over a year now. Um, If you're new to the podcast, subscribe, give us a five-star review. I so appreciate it. It helps me create better content and continue to create great content for you. If you like the show, share it with someone you love, someone that you feel this could inspire them and light up their life. I'm also here to tell you about my book, Living Life in Light, is releasing very soon. I think we're coming to a closing of all of our hard work design publishing company is getting to the last touch-ups of the book we've had a few back and forth revisions that we've done this past couple of months a lot goes into publishing a book you know really learning and finding out So anyways, Living Life in Light is a labor of love, put a lot of time and effort, not a lifelong practice of all I do into writing this book. I hope you enjoy it. And whenever it comes out, I will hopefully be sharing more with you and sharing the message from the book. And hopefully you can read the book. Stay tuned until the end of the episode where I will play the song I Release You by Cross Record and Emily Cross. Without further ado, enjoy Emily Cross. Welcome to Life on Earth, the Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace, and global equality, one earthling at a time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I am here with Emily Cross, and I'm very excited for our conversation today. Hi, Emily. Hi. And hello to all the listeners of Life on Earth. So we're here uh, to talk about a few things. I'm very interested in your company, Steady Waves EOL. And Emily is also a musician, and her uh, band is Cross Record. Emily, you're going to be touring soon, right? Yeah, in September. Cool. So I will have the opportunity to finally um, hang out and come to the Steady Waves EOL, which I'm very much looking forward to and I will be sharing this with you guys uh, Life on Earth listeners today. Why don't we start with Steady Waves EOL? What does EOL mean? 
So Steady Waves EOL is my death doula or end of life doula business. I'm an end of life doula and I also do living funeral ceremonies. So EOL just stands for end of life and I offer many services, but primarily death doula services in and around my community in Austin, Texas. And the living funeral ceremony I offer is an experiential kind of workshop all about confronting mortality and really going inward and viewing your life priorities and working through that and experiencing your own funeral in a group setting. So I've been doing those for about two years now, and I've, I've traveled to other states to do them as well, and I've trained people in other states and other countries how to do them. And on this tour I'm going on for my music, I'm also taking these living funeral ceremonies. So it's actually two tours in one. I'll be performing these ceremonies either the day before, the day of, or the day after my musical show. So it's going to be a lot of work, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I am very interested. This sounds completely fascinating to me. Can you explain to us what what is a death doula? Yeah, sure. So you probably heard of a birth doula. They help to usher life into the world. And similar to a birth doula, death doulas actually help usher life out of the world or out of the world as we know it. So that can look a lot of different ways because people at the end of their life need support from a lot of angles. And it just depends on the client. But basically, we're providing support and advocacy for the dying and their families, but mostly the dying because they're the person who's dying. And it can just look like helping to create a calm space for the person, just creating a comforting atmosphere. Um, We can help with documents like getting all your paperwork in order, medical power of attorney, advanced directives, that kind of thing. We can help carry out legacy projects. We can help with family visitation. A lot of times at the end of life, family kind of just comes in droves and you really need like a metered visitation schedule sometimes with the dying to not overwhelm them. Mm -hmm. It can look a lot of different ways, you know. So it's similar to hospice, except for we can be there as a continual presence for them and not just pop in and out. And we also don't operate under a set of rules that like a normal business would because we're just private practitioners. Obviously, I'm not breaking the law, but I don't have to adhere to any like company guidelines or anything like that. So it's more of a fluid role. It gives you a lot of creativity, I'm assuming as well, to do what feels right in the moment with each person as a unique individual, because that's really what it is. No two Mm -hmm. beings are the same. So no two beings most likely need the same thing, especially in this beautiful time in your life, which Mm -hmm. this is why I think that we connect this way with this same interest in our society sometimes, especially particularly in the West. I have noticed that it can be seen when someone is dying or death of some something not so positive and yet or something even negative sometimes but and yet but we can totally flip that and make this one of the most sacred moments in your life definitely there's so much opportunity there it's such a fertile 
time. And it really does have a powerful effect on people. And you're so right. We can turn it around to be a positive experience for everyone. As long as the person is not in pain, which is manageable with the resources that we have now. So yeah, you're so right. Yeah. And with the ones that are, you know, around someone who's going through something like that, it's a huge growth experience and also Mm -hmm. a huge opportunity to learn, you know, So this is why this subject is so fascinating to me because I've been someone that have always looked at this part of everyone's life because everyone's going to go through it no matter what and as a transition, you know. And so what happens when we are more aware of that mortality and what happens when we are more aware of this place that we are really kind of transitioning into something else not only for ourselves but our families and I find that really powerful you know the death and we're going to get into steady waves but the Buddhists have a death meditation in fact they have various ones you know various different forms there's also different kinds of Buddhism but I have participated in a handful and um, some people sometimes when they've heard me say this even today I was talking to a girl I was going to interview you, and she asked me about what, and she was like, well, what, wait, what? <laughs> What's that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some people like kind of, why would you want to do a death meditation? And I'm here to tell you that, and tell you guys, the listeners, that it was one of the most healing things I've ever done in my life. And mm-hmm. it's it's not in a dark way whatsoever, It was just very revealing in a way that perhaps what I feel, I'm trying to put it into words because it's very challenging, is that I even feel more alive while I am here, Yeah, you know, and it makes me feel, appreciate every single moment, precious moment of life. But also with this understanding, like I am, I am very aware and this is probably because I've done a few of those. I mean, you know, I've gone to places um like one of the places that the Dalai Lama lives in India it's called Balakupa in South India and I've done some pretty intense stuff like that but that really gave me a realization listen you're not here forever you know this is just not a reality which a lot of times we don't realize that we think death is happening out there to someone you know someone else and it's even though we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we know we die, but it's a very hard concept for people to really grasp. And some people, they grasp it really easily. That's just natural. But most of us like have kind of a hard time. So one of my missions in my life is to get people to be more comfortable with this transition, mm-hmm. you know, in, yeah. a, in a beautiful way kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That is one of my missions. And <laughs> You said a couple of beautiful things. You said um, that your experiences with that make you feel even more alive. And I've definitely had the same experience. It does have a way of letting you know, letting your deep subconscious know that your time is precious and you, you should really try your best to be grateful for your moments and find beauty in your current situations, whatever you might be doing. So that feels true to me, what you said. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we share that. You know, okay, so let's go into steady waves because I'm super 
genuinely curious about this. You and I have talked about this for over a year now, and we've bounced back and forth. Try to do one in my studio. It didn't happen. You were going to come. I think it didn't work out. But now, you know, you're finally going to come around my air, and you're also touring. So people that are listening uh, will get into where you can get a hold of Emily after. But could you maybe walk us through, myself and our listeners, someone that's saying, okay, maybe I want to do this. What happens? You know, how is it? Whatever it is that you feel comfortable sharing. Sure. So it is a group experience. A lot of people think it's a solo experience. It can be. I do those too. But for this tour, especially, I'm just doing group ceremonies. So you're in a room with 10 or so other people. Depends on how many people sign up for this particular event. But you're with other people, surrounded by other people, but it is an internal solo kind of adventure within yourself. So you sit down at your memorial photograph. You have your photo in front of you that you provide to me with a little booklet. And then we do an exercise in writing some last words. So it's basically like a visualization, a role-playing scenario. If you entered this room today, this is your last day on earth. This is the last room that you'll see. You're going to die right here. If that was the case, what would you write here? So it's a pretty intense exercise right off the bat. And then we go through a series of things of letting the reality sink in that this is your last day. And then we do um, kind of a death meditation, shutting down of the body. And then we lay down dead. You're covered with a shroud and the body is quote unquote dead. And then I guide you back into life. And then we have kind of um, a closing conversation because I found that it's kind of uh, harsh to just push people right back out into the world after that experience. So I think it's really important to leave time at the end of it to digest with the other participants or just by yourself, you know, on your mat. So that's in a nutshell what happens in the in the experience. Wow. I mean, that sounds so powerful. So how long are you laying down? It actually varies. I kind of do it intuitively. I know that's maybe not a satisfying answer, but... It depends on the group. It depends on how I feel. I'm feeling the energy and everything in the room. Uh, it depends on how many people are there. So it really does just depend on the situation. But roughly 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Okay. Those 10 minutes, you know, depending on who, again, it depends, right? But it could be really intense. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, throughout the whole experience, I make sure to let the participants know that they are free to leave at any, at any moment. They're totally not going to be shamed for having that reaction. They can leave at any moment. They're not trapped. It's just a space of safety and total understanding. Yeah, I mean, and you've done it long enough now that I'm sure you have seen results that are wonderful because, for the most part at least, because otherwise you're be like, why am I doing this? So (laughs) could you maybe share with us, you know, whether it's some experiences or maybe like, why do you think this work is important? Sure. Uh, Well, as you said before, I think it's really hard for people to 
realize that they are dying and, and feel that in a, in a real way in their hearts and in their minds. And that makes sense, right? Because we're humans, we're physically built to resist death. It's just the way we, we are. That's how we survive is that we don't want to die. So it makes sense that our subconscious wants to kind of put that off as a possibility. But I think that accessing that reality is important for our lives now because as I said before, it can help, I think, give you a fresh outlook on your life and really become appreciative of everything that you have or shift your priorities. So a lot of my participants have actually gone on to quit their jobs and start their own businesses. I have one participant who is very successful now, quit his job and started his own business and he's better than ever. I've actually had people leave and separate from their significant others because they realize that that's not serving them anymore. And they've just been waiting and waiting to do that, which is bittersweet, but ultimately I think a good thing. And, um, just a lot of shifts in priorities. I think I've seen, and I've heard. I think shifts in priority is a big one because also maybe sometimes like there's people that you, haven't talked to in a long time that you feel like you want to reconnect with or or vice versa there's people that you talk to all the time that you're like why am I even wasting my energy and my precious moment in you know because it really is your precious life yes exactly I think that's a huge takeaway for most people Yeah, and that's a beautiful thing. So if there was maybe like just a few highlights of the work that you've been doing with particularly this workshop the past couple of years, are there anything else that you think of? I've just been really enjoying connecting with people on this level when we start talking about the ceremony and what it is because people are curious about it and it's still kind of a hard topic to talk about with people, but I've been connecting with, since they know I'm okay, like I'm cool to talk about this with, you know, it's like a safe space. I've just been connecting with people on that deep level more since doing this. So that's something I've really loved. So what brought you to start even the death doula or this one? So which one came first? I'm assuming the death doula, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I started training in 2016 and then I started my business in 2017, my personal practice. And then I started doing living funerals later in 2017. So I've really always been drawn to death and dying conversation and mortality and things like that. I've, you know, worked with uh, other people like in hospice and things like that. And I've made art about it and I made music about it, but I never knew that you could be a non-medical presence at the end of life. Mm-hmm. So when I heard of this role of the death doula, I really knew that it was just my path. And when I found out about it, I immediately started enrolling in courses and taking online classes and going to death cafes and finding out as much as I could and really working hard to build my practice. So if someone wants to, they feel inspired by this and your work and they're saying, whoa, this is something that maybe I want to be a part of. How do you become a death doula? I mean, what's the process like? Well, there's no universal certifying body. Like there's no, you could just call yourself a death doula. There's no licensing or anything like that. No, but I mean, okay. So even, okay. But I I really mean like if somebody wants to learn more, what are the opportunities? You know, I see, I see. 
So I really recommend this course through the University of Vermont. Um, it's called End of Life Doula University or something like that. If you just search the uh, University of Vermont's page, you'll find it. That okay. course is beautiful. And then I really recommend scoping out local doulas and ask their advice. See if they are uh, available for shadowing. That's really your best way to learn because they're going to help you also understand the business side of it if you're looking to you know, charge money for your services. Because I find that there's not a whole lot of that information on these courses um, that you can take. And I think it's an important aspect. So that's important. And then also just volunteer for hospice and see if that's something that you like doing. See if it's for you before you take your courses. I, I really recommend doing that. I'm sure that in this, this online course, you even if you don't end up doing this, you learn a lot, right? Definitely, yeah. It is worth taking, even if you don't end up making, you know, being a death doula your business. It yeah. is super valuable information for really anyone, because as you said before, we're all going to go through this. We're all going to know someone who goes through this, have family, friends, loved ones. So it's definitely valuable information to have. Exactly. We're all going to know someone who's going to go through it. And maybe by being someone that is a little more comfortable with the subject and knowing how to be around that, you can actually be a light for your family or your friend or whoever's going through it. And then, of course, not to say us, our own selves one day. Right. Exactly. So, but it, it is so important to also be supportive to the people that are going through it, you know. I think yeah. it's really wonderful, too. I have seen some people naturally are very good with um, people who are aging or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or sick. And then some others um, that you sometimes you'll see family members that literally like will just kind of go away, you know, because they can't even deal with it. So right. there's always both things happening, you know. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So how does your music kind of intertwine with all this? Does it at all or is totally separate? Um, Not until now. I mean, I'm going on tour with my band and then we're going to be doing these living funeral ceremonies kind of on the side. But that's the main way that it's intertwining right now. I kind of ping pong with uh, music work and death work. They're my two concurrent careers. But otherwise, I write music about death and dying and I think that's maybe a way that my death work influences my music work yeah so can you tell us about what cities you're visiting on this tour I'm visiting we're visiting most main cities you know east coast and west coast so we're going to be in west Texas Marfa we're going to be in Phoenix Los Angeles San Francisco Portland Seattle Minneapolis Chicago Cincinnati Um, New York, and then D.C., Philly, Richmond, and Atlanta, and then New Orleans. So a bunch of places. Yeah. So, I mean, if anyone's interested in kind of getting to know you or whether it's coming to your concert or maybe attending one of the living funerals, they can look up these cities and see what you're doing, right? Is that on your website? Yes, um, it's all on my website. If you want to learn about the music shows, that's going to be at crossrecord.com. But if you want to learn about the living funerals, that's at steadywaveseol.com. Okay, and what about here in the around the city where I live? What day are you here? We're going to be there on September the 30th. 
September the 30th. Do you know the time already? Yes, I do. Just give me one second. And um, Emily will be doing the Living Funeral on September 30th at Love More Hot Yoga. That is above Coffee Rainy in Covington. At 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And I recommend that if anyone wants to attend that or any other, you should uh, register in advance. That is always great. Do you have Instagram? Yeah, I do. I have both for my band and my end-of-life work. My band is at Cross Record, and my Steady Waves EOL is at Steady Waves EOL. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Anything else you'd like to add while I have you? I know we don't have a lot of time today, so. If anyone's interested, I'm always happy to talk. So if you have any questions, feel free to email me or message me any way that you can find to do. It's great. I love the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for being on Life on Earth podcast. I believe this work is very important and it's very sacred as well. So thank you. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, I know. I, I look forward to seeing you too, finally. Thank you for listening to Life on Earth podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have an amazing day wherever you are. Have you checked out my 21 Days Yoga Challenge course? I will include a link under show notes. I created a very short sequence, about 30-35 minutes yoga sequence, a very intelligent yoga sequence. These are for those of you who like flow yoga and vinyasa. This is for people who are busy, on the go, for days that you cannot get to a yoga studio, especially if you're traveling or just, you know, creating a project like recently I've been writing a book. So it's been a lot of having to just stay with that. But you still want to practice. So what do you do? I created this awesome sequence for you. It targets all the elements of a great yoga sequence. And you can do it from anywhere between 25 minutes to 35 minutes. It is called the 21-Day Yoga Challenge. Why 21 days? I'm going to challenge you to practice for 21 days. And then let me know how you feel. Practice six times a week. Okay, maybe you practice four times a week. And meditate. There's an audio meditation for you included in the course, five minutes and another one for 10, as well as a video, instructional video for the sequence, an audio file for the sequence, And three, what I call cheat sheets. (laughs) So the cheat sheets is where you have the sequences and three different variations of the sequences, depending on how you're feeling. And there's some stick figures for you. It's a really cool course. It's very practical. I also have some smoothie recipes as a bonus and a lot of tips for practicing yoga as a bonus. So if you feel inspired, check out my 21-day yoga challenge, and I'll include it in my show link. Also, please, have you reviewed my show yet, Life on Earth, your show, your community? Go on iTunes, give us that five-star review. really helps me out. I'm asking everyone to make an effort, go there, review us, subscribe to the show, and share the show with someone you love. All right, you guys, be you, be amazing. And go out there and make the world a better place. Here's Emily Cross and Cross Record with the song, I Release You. Walking through the plaza. Voices closing in.
choose or leave me.